to episode four of the new podcast, Encouraging Pastors. I'm here with my good buddy, Shane Kendricks. Shane, what are you up to today? You know it, man. Just wonderful day of meetings. Yes. Yes. Check. Um, and now we're in a hotel room. Now we're in a hotel room. Check. Making podcasts. Yep. This is our life now. And then we're going to go eat the later, <laughs> which is which is something that I'm looking forward to. Okay. Yeah. I know you are. Yeah. yeah you're hungry. <laughs> so so let's, I stay let's hungry, go get man. some food. Yeah. Let's go get some food. Uh, so uh, this episode, we want to talk about communication. So the preaching aspect, but even maybe more than that, but we want to come at it from the perspective of we want to encourage you in mm-hmm. communication. So mm-hmm. not necessarily a how-to. We'll share some resources on that, but... We just want to encourage you in your communication. So one of the things we were just discussing is communication on the stage starts off the stage. Right. That's big. That's what do you, big. What do, you, what do you say about that? What's yeah. your thoughts? I think, I think, man, because if, if as a pastor, one of the things that, that, that I learned is, is like what you just said, communicating starts off the stage because we can, we can always preach. We can you know, even if we're not good or, or mediocre or whatever, but we've got to communicate to our people. So if we see them out outside the doors of the church, I think we should communicate with them. Agreed. So, and and I know, look, some of us are introverts and extroverts. You and I, we we took our we took our tests, or, and we're both extroverts. <laughs> yes. But that so even if you're an introvert, I know it may be a little bit more difficult. You know, I know guys, and it's a struggle right. to to talk with folks after the service. You know, and things like that. So I'm not saying I don't understand it, don't get it. I'm just saying, just think about that and maybe make a strategy. I was in a church where I went after I preached. I went to the back and I shook everybody's hand. And so you had that time to communicate with them, whether it's how's the weather, you know, do we get enough rain or whatever. But that is where communication started. So you may be in that you may be in that role where you're, you know, after you preach, you're walking down and shaking hands, or you may, you know, go off the stage to a different room and but I think communication is important. That's where it starts. So on the stage yeah. is important, but off the stage is also important because we're communicating to leaders, mm. our staff, deacons, whoever that may be. Right. But it does start there. And your trust as a communicator and if people listen to you, if they know you and like you off the stage, you know, I think they'll know you and like you on the stage. And that's deep because I, I, I haven't thought about that like because a lot of people that might just communicate well on the stage that don't communicate well off the stage. How is that affecting your ministry or your relationships with those people that are leadership? So I hadn't thought of it like that, yeah, but, that's a good but that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So, so that's where, that's where I feel like it starts. So if that's, if you if you feel like you're having trouble, maybe communicating from the stage, maybe just back up and look at that. And if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're doing well at that communicating off the stage and you still feel like you're struggling. So what are some ways I don't know to get better? If you're saying communication is not necessarily my thing, I'm struggling with it. I don't feel like I'm trained. Maybe you went to seminary. Maybe you didn't go to seminary. That's up to you and God, but it's just like, um, I, I did go to seminary. We had training. And one of the things we did, I think to get better, and this is, the tough one is we evaluated ourselves. Yes. Yeah. I'm my worst own critic. Yeah. And so I remember like, you know, especially, uh, and I still do it every once in a while. And, and my wife thinks it's funny, but like, I will watch, 
you know, like I think I've sent you a couple clips yeah. or something that I've, I've preached and said, hey, you know, give me some feedback, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because I mean, there are things that I need to improve in. So the only me way too. I'm going to improve in is, is, hey, give me some feedback. Hey, you know, maybe I should have, you know, communicated this a little different or maybe I shouldn't, didn't make this point clear enough or something. Um, so I think, yeah, getting some honest feedback from some buddies. Yeah, I agree and, with that. And I think it goes back to, you know, I think one of the podcasts that we talked about, you know, hey, don't get your feelings hurt if they give you honest feedback and be like, hey, you know, that was a great point, but you hit on it and then you went off and we just didn't understand it. So I think, yeah, get some honest feedback and and listen and try to prepare and be better. Yeah, we had to video ourselves in seminary class and then watch it and then then your peers evaluate you, which is really tough. I, I tell everybody, I remember, man, I move so much. You wouldn't think I'd move a lot. But I get my snakes. <laughs> Let's just say you you would assume that I'd be weighed down to the yeah. snake. But I mean, I was moving everywhere. It was like a tennis match, Beautiful. watching me Beautiful. go back and forth. Like my neck, everybody's neck was hurt going back uh, and forth from each funny. from each side of the pulpit, man. I, and they're funny. like, you know, Stoller, stay in one place for like a little bit, man. And so that uh, was a that was a big thing. You know, those are feedback. You know, yeah. and we said this with criticism. You know, if, if someone's saying, "Hey, it's a long," That was a long sermon, and you hear that a lot, a lot. Even if they're joking, you're yeah. hearing that a lot. Yeah. Like maybe that's feedback you can take in and say, hey, maybe that's something i got to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, how to use – like, I, I like to use – personally, I like to use humor oh, and yeah. communication. Me too. Me too. Now, I don't – I mean, I'm not there to be a stand-up <clears throat> comedian. I'm not trying to do that. Sure. But I, I think humor is important. I try to use it. But if that's not you, then don't. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, I think you've just – I think that's the thing, too, is 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 you've got to realize that, you know, with, with God being as – God and as good as he is, he's created you to be you. I can't, honestly, I can't preach like Paul Stoller. Um, I wish I could. No. I mean, come on, bro. But I I mean, I wish I could, but man, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I can only be who I am. And, and so I think, I think, man, when I was younger, you know, you always hear that, that, that saying that the grass is greener on the other side. I've, I've looked at that grass and I'm like, "Mm, it is kind of greener, but I've looked at other preachers and go, man, look at them. You know, like I, I listened, I still listen to to the late Adrian Rogers. I, sure. I, I still love Adrian that Rogers. Voice, oh man, I, I I want that voice. Mm-hmm. I want to be like Adrian Rogers. But but one, God didn't create me to have that, and God didn't create me to be like him. So at the end of the day, I've got to be who God wants me to be. So I've got to preach who I am, but preach Christ, but be who Christ called me to be. That's right. So, that, that's a big point, I think, of communication is be who you are. That's right. Be real. Be authentic. That's what people want. They know. Like this is, I think, starting off in youth ministry, one of the things I learned is students know when you're going to be fake. Oh, absolutely. And so I, like, from the very beginning when I started ministry, I'm like, I, you can't get up there and be fake with students because <laughs> they're going to see right through you. Yep. And obviously, that's every that's every church, man. They'll know when you're trying to be fake. Mm-hmm. So I know we we want to get better, and we like I was listening. I know like like you. I listen to sermons all the time. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll you know, I was listening to Matt Chandler uh, today, uh, flying in, in the airport. And yeah. so I'm like, Oh, what is he? You know, I want to, man, he really captivates an audience. He uses humor too. He does, but he, he, he drops truth bomb. You know, you're like yeah. all this stuff. And I'm yeah. like, man, I, I need to do that better. And so I'm not trying to become like that or become him, but you still can take things from different guys, but you be who you are. Right. I think you're exactly right. That's huge for communication is just being who yeah. you are. And I think too, for me, I think you're communicating style is who God created you to be, but you become a little bit better when you're not worried about, man, I wished I could be like this guy, you know, like I want to be who I am. And I, and I mean, I struggled with that. 
I mean, I'll just, you know, just, I mean, that's as honest as I can be about that, man. My communicating is I communicate the way God has created me to communicate, but it's like, man, I wish I could, you know, sound like that or think like that or preach like that. And at the end of the day, it's like, I'm just going to preach Christ and Him crucified. That's that's, it. And that's what he, that's what God asked for. So I don't, you know, God, God doesn't ask us to be like them. He asks us to be who we are and who he created us to be. So I think that's key. So, um, you know, not only do you get feedback, you know, don't be afraid of that, but be who you are. Yeah. And I think another, maybe a good encouragement is just make sure you're prepared. That sounds silly. And listen, I know, you know, you know, but schedules are full things oh. come up you're you're putting your sermon off because you got things going on you got meetings you got this then a funeral comes up hospital visits you're driving and then all of a sudden you know it's saturday <laughs> so it's yeah. look we're not saying you know i know it happens uh but the best we can do i would say you know is make sure make sure you're fully prepared right um i don't i'm not saying you have to study 20 hours a week you can 30 hours a week man great but it may be five it may be six it may be three it may be two but make sure that you're prepared yeah. for the sermon yep. as much as you can be. I think if I if I had an extra twenty hours just to sit down and study, yeah. like I probably have a you know, I'd, I'd probably be really smart. But but I know, man, for me, that's one of the things that like I have to schedule. Uh, you know, like with our busy schedule, man. You know, going here, going there. Um, like I'll, I'll get up and do certain things early in the morning, but that's one of the things. Like I'll say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go meet these guys at this time, but I've got you know two hours where I can schedule, where I can sermon prep, and I try to do that every day, where I'm constantly thinking, okay, here's what I'm preaching Sunday, and right now I'm preaching through a series on the fruit of the spirit, so I'm taking each fruit of the spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience, and I'm breaking it down, so I'm studying. Like I think peace is coming up in a couple of weeks, so I'm taking that word and I'm going through the whole Bible, and just looking at how can I study to become more like that, and and break it down. To, so that's what I do. No, that's great. I, yeah. I, when I when I was in a rural church pastoring, I would protect my mornings. That's when a lot of a lot of times when I would because things would come up in the afternoon. I'm making house yep. visits. Yep. I'm you know going to this or had this meeting or. Uh, we had sports games, you know, it was real, real big. So you're going to sports and, you know, softball games, baseball games, all that. And that all happened, you know, in the afternoons and evenings. So if I could get that morning, you know, in. So it does take some discipline, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think we can do it. And that's one way to re- – honestly, I think that's one way to be better at communication really, really easy um, is to just be prepared. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I, make, I think I like it makes that. it come easier. Yep. I like it. Um, And then maybe kind of like a little last thing just for us to encourage you is is go to conferences, seminars, and books. Now, that sounds, you know, maybe a little simplistic, um, but find a conference near you um, that are, I mean, if you want to travel, go for it. But maybe find something near you uh, that you can go to, a seminar. Um, You know, we learned a lot in seminary, and uh, that's where they helped train us too. Had some great professors there. But um, if you haven't been or you can't go right now or whatever, then, you know, there's different tools, resources out there. Um, Why don't you you give us a a resource, Shane, maybe a book? Yeah. Um, uh, one of them that uh, that I really liked, man, was this Power in the Pulpit by Jerry Vines. Uh, one of the best. One of, one of the best books. I, I think Jerry Vines is, is great, but I think, mm-hmm. man, that was one of the best books that I've read on preaching. Um, so that was one of them. Uh, Eight Hours or Less, um, I got that book handed to me, uh, I guess, about a year ago. 
um, on how to write a sermon eight, in eight hours or less. You know, and it kind of gives a little description on how to write that outline, kind of skeleton outline. So those are those are two that I like. So awesome. I would go, one of my favorite preaching books is Recapturing the Voice of God by Stephen Smith. It kind of goes through, uh, you know, text-driven preaching and genres and um, get lots of examples. It, to me, that's one of the best resources I give besides the ones you've given. Yeah. Um, you can always always throw in Biblical Preaching by Haddon Robinson, another great book on that's different tools, kind of up there with Power in the Pulpit. And then you and I both uh, read 16 Undeniable Laws of Communication by John Maxwell. It just came yep. out, what, three three months ago, four yeah. months ago? Yeah, something like that. Because, I mean, I just um, finished it, uh, about, I guess, right after it came out. Yeah, and it's... Yeah. It is Powerful. super, and Powerful. it's and it's more communication in general, like not just for preaching, but you know, there's so many different aspects uh, of communication that um, we, we can pull from and use in different areas, and that's what he does. Yeah. In fact, example, you know, I was, I was uh, preaching the other day, and it was like a room, and I was telling a story that I, I was hoping was funny. You know, I know not, <laughs> I know not yeah. every story is funny, but I, was, yeah. I thought it was kind of humorous. And, you know, everybody just sitting there and, you know, like stone face. I'm like, yep. it's okay to laugh in church, guys. Come on. Like, I'm not trying to be a stand-up comedian, but I'm just like, man. And uh, and that's one of the things he talks about is just changing the temperature of the room, mm-hmm. how in communication you can do that. And it's even by the end, they were laughing more. But then it's not just the laughing. It was like, I feel like they were more engaged by the right. end in the serious times. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm yelling and sweating, yeah. you know, and rocking behind, yeah, rocking, yeah. Behind, rocking behind the pulpit, <laughs> like, they're, they're more engaged. Uh, yeah. And so... I, that was cool. I was just I, even I was thinking about that a few Sundays ago. Yeah, one of the things that I take I took away from the book too was is like you said, but but be that thermometer, like read the room, mm-hmm. and so it started helping me um, in the last couple months of you know, especially like 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 a couple weeks ago I was preaching and and I said something about um, I said something about that's a joke. And they just looked at me, and I thought, okay, like the temperature's pretty hot in here, you know. I got to cool it off, you know. And so, that's when I said, it's okay to laugh in church, right. you know. And and after that, you know, they they uh, they looked at that and thought, okay. So the next time I kind of wanted to uh, bring them in, I kind of said something real fast of a joke, and then it kind of got their attention back. And so then, you know, the temperature went down in the room. Mm-hmm. So I think Maxwell was great in, in writing that book because, yeah, I think we've got to – one of the things that I learned was is, hey, we, we all need help communicating. No, sure. long, no matter how long – you know, I've been a pastor or been in ministry 20 years. You know, I know you've been in a long time too. And I think, man, we all need help communicating. Oh, always. So, yeah. I, I'm always, I get feedback. You know, I have guys that give me feedback too. And listen, feedback hurts. You know, I mean, you want to walk back to that, but feedback hurts sometimes. You know, because the truth sometimes hurts, but we don't get better unless there's a little bit of that pain there, you know, to, to push us to get better. Oh, so definitely, definitely. But, uh, you know, I was just thinking you were talking about reading the room and stuff and, uh, and, and communication, but our good friend Richard. He always says, I like what he says. He goes, he'll he'll be preaching. He'll go, an amen goes here. Yeah. And the crowd's like, amen. I'm like, I, I like that. You know, yeah, you're, you're kind of giving your expectations uh, to it. the audience. Love you're it. like, the, love an amen goes here. And you're like, yeah. bam. I heard Richard so, I heard Richard say one time, uh, I think I forgot where where he was at, 
but he was preaching and and he said i am preaching better than you're listening <laughs> and i thought dude that is so good right. but but shane kendricks can't pull that off right. richard taylor can pull that off i can't right. so but at the end of the day it's like okay are you listening to what god's that does deserve an amen amen but, I, but, no it's yeah, true that's yeah, good stuff i yeah. i like that i personally like that you know oh, yeah. just getting get engaging the audience as part of communication yeah. but again that starts off the stage before it's on mm-hmm. the stage and yep. there's so many things we can work on in fact if you have some ideas um and and how you maybe you want to com- encourage uh guys in communication absolutely um man let us know absolutely and, uh, yeah and, uh, we're always up for it too and you know what i'll just go ahead and say this if you want to evaluate me you can send some stuff if you fall asleep listening to one of my <laughs> sermons then go ahead and tell me yeah that's you know, fine you know, I, I get I, it i tell people all the time it's like hey if you want a really good nap the best nap you can take is me preaching that's so, what i tell, I tell I, people i'm the cure for insomnia exactly, exactly. i remember so, i remember one of the churches that i pastored one of my one of my good friends man he was the chairman of the search committee but he would always i mean he would always make a joke and I mean, he loved me and I loved him. And so we all, we, we just had that, you know, we could joke around with each other, but he would always tell people, it's like, man, if during, during Shane's sermons, man, he said, that's the best nap I get on Sunday morning. <laughs> and, and, you know, yes. and I'm sitting there, you know, yes. man, and so people like people would come to me and go, I'm sorry that he said that. And I'm like, I'm not, I think it's funny, huh? you know, because I know he's joking. But he also, like, he was that guy that also could come back and give me some, you know, mm-hmm. uh, critique. A trusted. Yeah. And so, on. yeah, he gave me that evaluation of saying, hey, here's something that, you know, because, I mean, you said this, you know, we don't get better if we don't evaluate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that's biblical because Paul said, what is it in, in Philippians? He said, not that I look back, but I look forward. And so I think, hey, yeah, we got to look back a little bit to say, hey, I got to evaluate. Paul said, not that I've already attained it. So sure. look back and evaluate and move forward. Right. Keep moving forward. And I think, man, that's... We've got to get better. I mean, I think that's part of our calling is to... Absolutely. And it's, but here's the thing. It's a process and it's a journey. So, you know, even like, I mean, I, I work on it too. And I, I know things, you know, I try to work on all different mechanics, clarity, transitions, intros, conclusions all the time. But it's a process. I have to remember, you know, it's not like it's going to happen exactly overnight. Sure. So just keep working at it. Keep going. We just want to encourage you, you know keep keep working keep you're doing great you know i mean keep getting better yes yeah and that's and that's the but that's it's it's a process it's a journey and uh, even if it's little by little at least man, you know take those steps forward like you're saying mm-hmm. and uh i think we can just all you know get better in our I communication agree. And i agree I think that's i think that's good i agree with you man 100 that's good stuff all right yep well be encouraged pastors leaders ministers be encouraged in communication. Keep it up. And uh, God is going to use you and continue to use you mightily. We believe it. Amen.